Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. That was Holly Miranda with I Will Survive. She's a singer-songwriter standing by to join us on today's show. And she just returned from her solo tour in Austria, Portugal, and Spain. Good morning, Holly. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Are you calling in from New York, L.A., or somewhere fine? Yeah, I'm calling you from New York. Cool. I grew up there. I love New York. Except, uh, where did you grow up? Um, East 86th Street. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. Yeah. To kick things off, I'd love to find out your backstory as a singer, how long you've been singing, maybe if there was somebody or something in your life that inspired you. Um, I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. How long have I been singing? Yes. Um, I have been singing for... As long as I can remember. I honestly can't remember <laughs> a point where I wasn't um, singing. I grew up going to church a lot in uh, between Michigan and Tennessee, uh-huh. and um, there was always, you know, like a, a full band and a choir. I and um, I think some of my earliest memories of singing were driving home from church. I have two sisters that are seven and ten years older than me, and... Okay. Um, and I remember I'd always want to sing in the car, and they told me that my voice was so loud um, <laughs> that I sounded like I was inside of their head, and that if I was going to sing, I had to lay down on the floorboard of the oh, car. Oh, come <laughs> on. That's mean. <laughs> so I would lay down. You know, well, what are you doing? Um, so they'd put their feet on me, and I'd lay on the floor and sing that's, my heart out. That's really funny. <laughs> well, you know what I like about that story, Holly, is that you didn't, you know, it didn't deter you from singing. You were like, I'm going to sing. <laughs> Get out of my way. I think I understood. My voice was just really loud. Wow. <laughs> so you were never shy about singing. Um, no, I definitely went through periods of uh, feeling shy or like, you know, coming to New York at 16 and starting to play shows. And um, I didn't have any, like, formal training in voice. Um, I did in piano, but then I taught myself guitar and then and then moved here. Um, so, yeah, there were definitely, like, phases of feeling inept or having to learn how to harmonize, right, right. <laughs> you know? Um, so but, so you moved to New York at 16. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I moved here in, I think it was 98. Okay. Um, and I, I had no idea what I was in for, you know? <laughs> I yeah, don't think. it's tough. Um, People have asked me, yeah, like, you know, how could you have the, you know, the courage to do that at a young age? But I think I was just, I didn't know what to be scared of, you know? I came from a pretty, like, sheltered, um, born-again Christian environment, and I just sort of knew that I needed to get get out if I was going to survive it. So, um so, yeah, I, I came to New York. I had one of my sisters lived here, um, and I'd been here to visit the summer before. And there was a little open mic in the East Village at this place called the Sidewalk Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd written two songs at the time, and I got up and played my two songs. I think at, like, 2 in the morning was, like, the number I drew. You know, there was no one there wow. but the host, this guy, Lat. Yeah. The goal was that you wanted him to offer you... Um, a show, and so after I played my two songs, he offered me a show, but I didn't live there, and also I'd only written two songs, <laughs> and, um, and then he wrote up a little review, he made like a little like handmade zine of the, the week at the at the Sidewalk Cafe, um, 
and he mailed it to me in Michigan. It was like my first piece of press. And it was like, Holly, you know, expressed interest in moving to New York. And, and from that moment, I just started plotting and planning for like the next year. I love but, it. Um, That's a cool story. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> to all the 16-year-olds out there being brave. I mean, New York is the total opposite of where you grew up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so tell me about your tour, because uh, you were just in Austria, Portugal, and Spain. What was that like? Um, it was great. It was pretty... It was intense. I was playing solo, so um, I was flying or taking a train um, every day, so that was wow. a bit intense, yeah. but uh, but the shows were really incredible. I was just in, um, I was in Austria in the spring, so I was getting to go back to Vienna for the second time this year. It was great for this festival called the Bluebird Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I played this other festival in Lisbon, which I haven't been there, and quite a few years called um Superbach. Okay. And and then yeah, Porto, which I've actually never played before, was one of my favorite shows of the tour. Um I really love Portugal and, and Spain and Austria too. I think I just I really like playing Europe. It just feels like a different um different vibe. Just a different appreciation. I feel a little more understood <laughs> you know That's there than I really do um here. I wonder why that is. Mm. And I yeah. think it's just uh, I think it's just a different appreciation for the arts in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was looking online at Instagram. It <clears> seems <throat> like you had a great tour, and again, a lot of people really gravitated towards your music and towards your sound. I love your voice. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about your latest album, Mutual Horse. Um, you have a lot of different people collaborating on that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so many people. Uh, Kit Malone from TV on the radio, we wrote a song on there called Exquisite Together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kirby Fairchild from Modest Mouse, we wrote a couple of those songs, um, Wherever You Are, and Let Her Go was a song that we wrote together about um, both of our, our mothers passing away. Uh my friend, my best friend, Ambrosia Parsley, um, formerly of Shivery. We wrote Golden Spiral together. Uh, my Brightest Diamond, Shara Nova. Um, yeah, there's really just like a lot of, a lot of writing with other people for the for the first time with me, which was something that I wanted to try to do, and I tried to do before. Um, specifically, when I was when I was living in LA, I was getting sent on these like writing meetings which were so foreign to me you know coming from like this very earnest and then you know kind of like punk place of of writing and and expressing like sitting down or just showing up at somebody's house who's like a hotshot you know producer and having you know a writing session next to the pool didn't feel like (laughs) the way that you um that it it happened or just it didn't happen like that for me you know and I, i managed to write a couple a couple of songs that way, but um, not necessarily things that I would want to put on my record, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to kind of challenge myself in doing that, but but keep it in a zone where I felt like I could still, um, you know, um, be totally honest. Yeah. So I just decided to do it with all of my friends, which is what this record I love you know, that. really is. That's... It's like a mutual sort of... This horse that I trotted around. 
That's so cool. <laughs> and I like how, could you tell listeners how you named it, Mutual Horse? Yeah, there was this picture up. We we did the bulk of the record in Danger Bird Studios in, in L.A., and um, I, was, I did a cover of uh, this woman, Chris Williamson, mm-hmm. who's a, a songwriter, a musician, and for, I mean, I think 40, 40 years. And there was this photo from the 70s of her um, and this other woman both holding the reins of this horse. And she just has so many incredible, like, 70s and, like, 80s album covers that we actually had, like, a few. Amazing. We had stuff stuck up all over the place, but there was a couple Chris Williamson pictures. And cool. this one specifically, the horse is staring straight at the camera, and the two women are looking at each other sort of, like, lovingly while holding the reins of this horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really funny... That is funny. And the hairstyles are amazing. Like, it's just... Uh, oh, my gosh. It's a, it's a great shot, Somebody scribbled. I don't even know who. Somebody wrote "mutual horse" underneath it one day, and you're like, "Boom!" And it just—that's it. Yeah, it just stuck. It was just such a weird um, imagery yeah. to me. Those words. Oh my gosh, that's so uh, funny. Mm-hmm. And what about the artwork? It's a a girl with a moon on her back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the piece on the cover is by um, a good friend of mine, David Hawkbaum, who also he did the cover of my first. Um, formally released solo record, uh, The Magician's Private Library. And it's actually the same, the same girl who's on the cover of Bolt. It's his niece. Um, and I had purchased a small replication of the Mutual Horse cover mm-hmm. a couple of years before, and I had it hanging next to my bed probably for, for two years. Um, and I had, the, I had the title of the record, but I couldn't figure out what... The image. what what the cover was supposed to be. Um, And so I was getting into the process of mixing the album, which, you know, is nearing, like, the end, where you only have mastering left, and then you you have to have some some artwork. Sure. (laughs) Um, So I was feeling kind of like I didn't really, I didn't know. And then I think it was, I think it was actually the day after the presidential election, and I woke up and looked at this image, and it just had such a different, connotation to me of I think just the weight of being a young person but specifically a young woman you know in this in this climate uh felt like like carrying the the weight of the moon on your back you know and I love the the juxtaposition between the magician's private library cover you know she's uh I think six years younger Mm -hmm. and um and it's more monotone and she's asleep in this field and she's surrounded by by arrows that have fallen into the ground around her but all missed her but she's yes. just sort of sound asleep in this sort of you know nearly black and white um setting and now in this new one she's awake and and you know she's carrying this heavy burden which is also very beautiful yes. you know and um i love it i don't know it just it just all really like it was that moment of, oh, right, this is it. And, yeah. you know, luckily, he was uh, it's so kind to let me use it. Yeah. I, I could see it like a, this big poster in somebody's wall, you know. Mm-hmm. So cool. I actually yeah. have a lot of my albums that I've saved um, since I was, like, 12 or 13 because I love them as artwork. I'll put them up on the wall. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So what was it like growing up in Detroit and Michigan? Did that have a lot of influence on you musically? Um, yeah, for sure. My my parents had grown up there. My grandparents are all from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was always sort of like a, 
uh, some southern flavor to things. But um, but my parents had grown up in Michigan and grown up on Motown. Um, and when it came to raising us, we you know I grew up in a sort of strict um, religious environment, and so secular music was not. Um, I wasn't really allowed to listen to rock and roll or, uh, no. <laughs> you know, or anything. Sure. Um, but for some reason, Motown was okay because my parents had grown up on Motown and That's no, they were seemingly fine. So, oh. <laughs> so my options were like Christian music or Motown. So I went with Motown, Motown. and, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I just, I was completely immersed and, um, we used to get these at Shell gas station. If you spent $20, you got a free cassette tape. And there was a whole compilation of, like, Motown, and I had every single cassette. And I think that was, like, my my youth. Oh, my <laughs> um, God. That's so funny. My training. Yeah. I, that's what I um, love about your story, going to New York. I mean, like I said, I grew up in New York. It's so eclectic, and you feel so, I think, so free as far as creatively. Mm-hmm. You know, you must have just found, like, this was your, your place for you. I mean, it sounds like you like to travel. And uh, do you have, like, a favorite place you like to live in? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, aside from, like, a, a quick stint in L.A., I've really been in New York for the last 20 years. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I'm starting to think about living somewhere else. Sure. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> And I'm not entirely sure where that is. I have to say I really fell in love with Portugal. Um, and I'm going to kind of do a, like a walkabout this year. I'm going to go, I'm going to San Francisco in January to do a semester of school oh, in sound therapy and sound healing. Um, wait, and then I'm going to go and wait, do some stuff in Europe over the summer and just kind of see, see where... Okay. See where it takes so me. So <laughs> here's a question. You just said you're going to um, study sound therapy. What is that? Yeah, like sound healing, sound therapy. Um, I suppose you could you could sort of uh, you know use it to further and do um, people do like uh, you know oh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, is it like have ASMR? You ever been to a, sound, a sound bath? Where someone plays, let's say, like crystal bowls that correspond to your chakras. Yes, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like this sort of thing would maybe fall into the realm of sound healing and okay. sound therapy. So you could take something like this and and parlay it into into that. But I really just want to have more more knowledge of of frequencies and um, and different instruments. There's also this whole part of this course where they can actually. You can measure people's voices and um, and see with the frequencies what they have and what they're lacking in their in their range of speaking, which also corresponds to the body and and to ailments. Um, Amazing. Yeah, and they also have like sound beds that you can lay on and send different vibrations to different parts of people's bodies, or like these sound pillows that you can send frequencies through. So like, I don't know, maybe next year I'll be doing (laughs) immersive uh, performances where everyone lays on the ground and hugs pillows. I love it. I just kind of wanted to switch it up a little. Is this at a university? (laughs) Um, It's a place called the the Globe Institute in San Francisco. Okay. Only in San Francisco, you know? (laughs) 
That's cool. Um, the reason I'm so fascinated is because I'm just writing this down. Um, is because the name of my show is Get the Funk Out, and I'm always mm-hmm. fascinated with how people deal with life's ups and downs, personally, professionally. I mean, you mentioned loss of your mom, and by the way, I'm mm-hmm. really sorry. Um, I lost my dad three years ago. It's so hard, but I feel like you just have to love yourself and do positive things, especially creative things. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you Yeah, do? I what think do you expressing do? it um, is my biggest uh, savior. You know, I think music yeah. has always been um, my own personal therapy, you know, from a young age. Yes. I believe it's kind of what got me through, which is, which is now kind of why I want to sort of maybe turn the dial mm-hmm. outward a little. But, yeah, I think music expression, writing, you know, even if it's just a couple words, um, my, I, I, I love baths. <laughs> you love what? I'm taking baths. I've oh, been known, yeah. I think you can gauge how <laughs> hard of a day I'm having by how many baths I've taken. <laughs> or how long you've been in there, like two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's that good, and though. just, you know, meditation, um, prayer. Yes. And I think all these things, be, getting, getting quiet. And really listening to what it is that's that's happening with you, rather than trying to to drown it out, which is a really easy thing to do, mm-hmm. is is helpful for me, anyways. I feel like you can't ignore what your body is telling you. You know what you're feeling, and if you dial in really close, you'll you'll understand yourself more. Yeah, I mean, the only way out is through. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so where can people find out more about you, Holly? You know, the usual places, social media. Um, I have a website, hollymiranda.com. I also I have a, a Patreon that I do where I have like a, a small group of, you know, um, super fans who want more, more stuff. And, and, and that's happening over on the Patreon site. But, you know, I'm, I'm around. I'm here. Do you ever <laughs> perform in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. I played in L.A. Um, I think a couple times this year. I was at Zebulon. We did a CD release there, and the record came out. And, and yeah, hopefully I'll be back. Maybe when I'm in San Francisco, I'll shoot down and do some shows this spring. Oh, good. Yeah, I'd love to see you perform. I'm, I'm just like an hour away. I'm in Orange County. Well, an hour if there's no traffic, four days mm. if it's... Mm-hmm. You know crazy so we kicked off the show with i will survive i was going to wrap it mm-hmm. up with golden spiral uh, what's that song mm-hmm. about <laughs> um <clears throat> that one I, I wrote with ambrosia parsley and it sort of started as this i had the, that little that hook um that bump 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 and and she came over and and tried to take it and was like oh i, I need to ride on this tiny <laughs> and took it and i i took it back that's but funny. so she started, that was a song, she grew up in the 70s in Reseda in the Valley. And um, and it really just sort of, it became a song about trying to capture, you know, that sort of, it really is kind of like a, a Boogie Nights um, yeah. song about, about her upbringing. I love it. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, one, <laughs> one last question. So where do you find your best time as far as writing, or do you always getting inspired to write new songs, you know, unexpected moments? Um, I think for me it's always sort of changing, but one thing that's always constant is, is that I like to write when I'm 
traveling. Mm-hmm. Like I love riding on a on a plane or on a train. It seems like those solitary moments yeah. are always very um, reflective. But you know, it can come from from anywhere. I mean, New York. You step out on the sidewalk and you can't help but see a bunch of crazy stuff. Definitely. You write down. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, Holly, I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. This has been fantastic. And uh, happy yeah, holidays. Thank you. Yeah, for having me. Let us know when you're back towards this area. Okay, okay. cool. Have a I great will. day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. That was Holly Miranda calling in. Uh, she is a singer-songwriter, just came back from a solo tour in Austria, Portugal, and Spain. If you want to find out more about Holly, you can visit her website, hollymiranda.com, and last name M-I-R-A-N-D-A, and we'll close out this first segment of Get the Funk Out with her song, Golden Spiral. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at KUCI FM. I'm on, K- on, excuse me, I'm on Twitter at moms underscore rock. We're on Instagram at KCI-FM, Tumblr, blog.kci.org, and Facebook at KCI 88.9.